the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. My microphone just decided to start going off on a, on a two on me here. Um, guilty. Guilty on all three counts in the Chauvin trial today. Yeah. Uh, so much to talk about here. So much to break down about this case. Uh, was this, I, I said from the beginning that America was on trial that Chauvin wasn't. And the, and that to me, the guilty verdict is in, the verdict is in on America. That America is guilty. And Chauvin just happens to be guilty as well, according to this jury. I want to hear from you guys tonight, though. We do have a legal, a prosecutor and legal analyst here tonight with us to to help us understand a legal perspective and definitely one from a prosecutor. You know, there's been all kinds of legal yammering going on since this jury uh, verdict was read this afternoon, but very few actual prosecutors have been uh, giving their commentary. And so I'm looking forward to hearing what Wendy Patrick has to say later, but I want to hear from you guys, because let me tell you, the jury intimidation, the mob rule going on here, that wasn't just meant to send a message. This, If America was on trial, then you are on trial as well. And the pressure and the intimidation on that jury is also on you as potential jurors in this country. The heat is on. It doesn't appear as though that there is rioting going on in Minnesota, but we're going to keep our eye on that. And and again, I would love to hear from you, your perspective, 888-344-1170. Do you think it's no big deal or do you see it as the fact, as I do, that we have we've crossed a line in in our country that's very dangerous involving our justice system? I believe that due process is officially dead. I think that we are no longer I think that innocent until proven guilty was hanging by a thread and it's gone today. You can tell me if you think I'm wrong. If you still have faith in the justice system, I want to hear it. 888-344-1170. Going to bring my man in here who's with me every night of the week. It's DJ Potato Skins. Too many outside factors to say that that was a fair trial and that the jurors in some way, shape or form were not influenced. It's, 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 it's really disgusting. It defies any logic any common sense or any reasoning that those 12 people in the very town that it happened go sitting in that town for the last year to not have an opinion as to this case going forward. And then on top of it, they were not sequestered day one. This was, this was not a fair, he, he didn't have a fair trial going into this. He had already been declared guilty 
by most of America, by the way. In fact, I take as much issue with the, quote, conservatives and the blue checks on social media as I do the Democrats who have been calling him guilty. How many conservatives have I heard for a whole year? Well, we all saw that video as though videos tell the, tell the entire story, as though there's no more evidence that needs to be presented. Like what's in the handbook? What does the handbook say at the time of an arrest? What was his medical condition? Did the knee actually cause the death? I mean, we as conservatives are supposed to understand that there is something called due process, that people are innocent until proven guilty, that a video doesn't tell the entire story, and there was a whole lot of evidence left, and that one thing that we we have known has been uh, jeopardized in this country. We know the Democrats have sought to, in, to politicize every institution. We know they've been using the courts as a way to get their Marxist agenda over on us. And conservatives have been beating the drum on Chauvin's guilt going into this trial. They are just as responsible, in my opinion, potato skins, for the fact that this man was considered guilty before the trial began. And if you want any further proof that this whole thing is one big political game show, you hopefully got to see President Biden's remarks on the whole thing. Well, I did listen to his remarks today because, quite frankly, the remarks that he made to intimidate the jury. Well, you know, I, I the, the, the most important remarks that he made were the ones that he made to intimidate a jury. We don't have uh, so so they should have been sequestered day one. There should have been a change of venue. It should have never taken place in the very town that this occurred, the very town where if there were riots as a result of, of an acquittal, these were the people that were going to suffer the consequences. So there should have been a change of venue. They should have been sequestered day one, right? Uh, we should not have had any congressperson or any elected official, any elected official weigh in on this. Alan Dershowitz said they didn't just put their thumb on the scale. They put their whole elbow on it. That was jury tampering. It's jury tampering. Absolutely it is. And anybody thinks that the and Joe Biden said when he put put his elbow on the scale, oh, well, they, they're sequestered right now. They're not hearing it. That's ridiculous. I don't I don't believe for a second that these people did. How could anybody not know? And you know what? You know what else angers me as to one reason why uh, this the situation was so out of control and, and, and it was about America on trial more than Chauvin and they were looking to get their pound of flesh and all the 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 him denial of due process in terms of not being being allowed and afforded the innocent until proven guilty was because A.G. Barr did nothing to stop these Black Lives Matter riots and Antifa rights that have been going on for the past year. And the Republican Party didn't push back against these false narratives. And so, they're still not. And they're still not. So you have to think, OK, so now now what do we do? So now, and, and you're hearing, by the way, I, I talked about this on last night's show. I talked about it on social media. I said it won't matter if he's, if he's acquitted, they're going to use a false narrative to burn cities down and demand more power. If he is convicted, they're going to use that as validation of a false narrative that they're victims and use violence or other means for additional power. And before the jury even came out and gave their statements... People were at the microphones and saying that it, even if he's if he's convicted, America is still a white supremacist nation and we need laws changed. That's exactly what Biden said. Of course, because this was never about Chauvin. This was never about George Floyd. 
This was about how can we use the death of this one individual in order to finally, once and for all, two things, have it be confirmed that America is a, is a racist country, right? Um, it's all about white supremacy. Now we've got that, and I'm just going to say it and be straight with y'all, part of this here, and, and it, it's all about the cultural Marxist movement, right? We know to try to tear down our institutions and the fabric of our society, and if they could really wreak havoc on our justice system and turn that on its head and remove innocent until proven guilty, and then the, our government weigh in on who's innocent and who's guilty, we, we now have, our founders are rolling over in the grave, Right. How many times have I said on the show that that our justice system was based on the concept that and why I love defense attorneys, because they stand between us and a government seeking to be like NOCO, seeking to be like Castro's Cuba, seeking to be like all um, communist countries, China, the USSR, to where they use the justice system to throw people in jail for their politics. Yeah, Biden even said today that a year for this trial to take place is way, way too long and that things need to change. Right. And one of the, and, 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 and I have to look at this and go, there was no evidence that was ever presented that it ever had anything to do with his skin color. Even if you believe that Chauvin caused the death of George Floyd, it had nothing to do with his skin color. And yet conservatives have, have, have allowed themselves to get sucked in to this. We've got to be pushing back against this. Because now we're all, we're all Michael Flynn, right? We, and I've been saying that for years. We're all Brett Kavanaugh, who was guilty. There's still half the country who believe he gang raped girls. He was, you know, believe all women, right? That was about conservatives being railroaded and guilty until proven innocent. Now, all of America, we're guilty until proven innocent. They got their pound of flesh out of Chauvin, but now they're coming for the whole body. I don't blame the jury in one sense. They got the message. Did you know that there was a defense witness who had a who had a bloody pig's head delivered to his doorstep? I hadn't heard that. Yeah. The message was clear to this jury. I wish they'd had some more guts to stand up because let me tell you, you take the emotion out of it. I don't know Chauvin. I don't give a crap about Chauvin. I don't know George Floyd. Why I don't have any emotional investment in George Floyd and I never have emotional investments in in uh Terrorists who hold guns to the belly of a pregnant woman in the course of a robbery. Okay. I may feel sad for a family member that, that's lost that person, but I'm not going to feel sorry that that person is no, no longer amongst us. There, I said it. Right. So I don't have an emotional investment here. What I care about is the rule of law. This man was not on trial. It was shocking to me to see that somebody from the Trump organization, Lynn Patton, putting out on Instagram today uh, some meme nobody should die with a net with a knee on their neck this man so she was happy with the verdict this man was not on trial for a knee on his neck he was on trial for murder and the government their job they had the burden of proof and there was nobody in bringing any intellectual honesty to that evidence that, that saw that they met that burden there was reasonable doubt Way more reasonable doubt than needed for the jury. And not only did they not acquit, but they found him guilty on all three counts. Well, you know, here's the good news. And Wendy Patrick's going to be here a little bit later. The good news is, is this might be the best scenario for Chauvin at this point. Because he didn't get a fair trial. This judge is as bad as Ito. Worse than Ito in the, in the uh, O.J. Simpson case. Because, you know, this everybody is saying 
including Dershowitz, saying this was grounds for a mistrial, that the second Maxine Waters showed up in Minnesota and started running her mouth and pressuring the jury who was not sequestered at that point. And there's nobody with any common sense or rational thought that doesn't know that the jury didn't know about that. The jury was already intimidated, right? The jury had nine months of of their towns in, in the country and media beating the drum that this man needed to be. But even but then the minute the Maxine Waters went there should have been a mistrial. Should have been. And then you got Biden weighing in. Um, we're going to get to a, a weird comment that Nancy Pelosi made a little bit later. Um, but I, I think that I think it, it, it I don't know if this is the best scenario for Chauvin and the fact that it should be an automatic appeal because there should have been a mistrial. They should have been sequestered day one. Blatantly We've got, obvious. It's blatantly obvious. But if the right thing had happened here, there would have been a mistrial. I don't you know, I don't think you should count on an appeal, have to count on an appeals court. Because you had a, you had a prosecutor who who reportedly lied in his closing argument and just f- flat out lied uh, with a, with um, the evidence uh, he mischaracterized the defense. You've got non sequestration and and all of that. I, I don't know there sh- and there should have been a mistrial with the fact that. Um, after the the defense closed, the prosecutors wanted to introduce new evidence. They were told by the judge, you can't reintroduce evidence. You can bring your rebuttal witness on, but he can't mention this test that was done in the hospital. It was brought up. Um, so there's lots of reasons for uh, an appeal, either granting a new trial or overturning the conviction. But no American citizen should be in the position to have to count on that. Was there something you were going to say? You were moving to the microphone. No, I was agreeing with you. <laughs> This this is the kind of thing that should really concern every American. I almost wish that there were rights in the street. There's many people today saying they're glad that the jury did this because this way there's not going to be burning down of the streets. So this is this is the new uh, the new uh, jury uh, instructions. That come up come up with a verdict. Look at the evidence, but come up with a verdict. That, that that capitulates to the mob that's outside with pitchforks and come up with a verdict that's going to keep the peace. If if that's what, be, and I'm hearing that from conservatives, if that's, you know, I, I almost wish then we would have some cities burn so that that notion could get put to rest right away. Because that's, that's insane. We're going to take a break. We come back. We got more to talk about from this. I would love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Innocent until proven guilty is officially dead tonight in the United States of America. I don't think there's any other way that we can say that. I think it's clear that reasonable doubt was presented in this case. You, he, was, he was accused of murder in the form of asphyxiation with a man who had an above average oxygen level and who clearly died of a drug overdose and or a heart condition. That's what happened. And even if you aren't convinced of that, there, you should have had a question of that, which means it's reasonable doubt. And not only did they not acquit him, 
Not only did they not come in with the, the lesser charge, they found him guilty on all three. There was injustice done tonight. But but taking Chauvin out of it, the real concern that I have is that this was about putting America on trial and getting to the next step, which is what the Marxists are all about. Um, did, did And now they're saying we got to have new laws. What exactly are the laws, Skins? Did he say what new laws are, they're going to be coming out with? No, they were very vague. But he said this is definitely the first step in towards making sure that the process is sped up. Well, uh, oh, oh, so... Um, <laughs> Uh, so, so the defense isn't going to be allowed to file motions or take the time that they need to run tests or, or put on a defense or is, or is it going to be that now that uh, no, uh, the law is that black people can't be arrested or white people can be shot in the course of resisting arrest or, or, or have a knee on their neck or what have whatever force applied to them if they try to resist arrest, but black people can't. I mean, we know that ultimately that's what's going on here is this is a movement of cultural Marxist movement meant to destroy the fabric of our, of our nation and uh, under the guise of being anti-racist movement are now forcing racism on us. Don Jans called in to weigh in. A- a- am I characterizing that right, Don? That's how I see it. Absolutely. Absolutely you are, Andrea. Um, when we have to and have a legitimate conversation about was this verdict based on evidence or intimidation? What we know is that we are no longer under rule of law. We are now under arbitrary law. Every tyranny has to operate under arbitrary law. When we, when we say that is our verdict based on the evidence presented in the courtroom or is our verdict based on the so- social aspects that are taking place outside the courtroom, we are in serious, serious danger. However, I don't put all of the blame necessarily on this jury in that. We had the same thing happen with our with our um, Supreme Court mm-hmm. and John Roberts saying we can't take up that case that Texas brought against Pennsylvania because it will create riots in the streets. What's the difference? You're right. What took place in Minneapolis and what took place. In, in Washington, D.C. in the Supreme Court. Trial by jury was supposed to replace. Who was who said that today? Uh, Jeffrey Miller, a tweet uh, t- today. Your periodic reminder that the whole point of trial by jury was to get away from trial by mob, trial by media, and trial by tyrant. And we are now trial by mob, and the mob is the left. And interesting, uh, Alan Dershowitz said today on Newsmax, he said, he, and he was talking about the jury intimidation that should have resulted in a mistrial, but we've got a judge that didn't have any any critical thought any he didn't have a backbone i don't know what was under that robe but it wasn't any manhood or any courage um what dershowitz said today was he said that it should have maxine waters comments alone should have resulted in a mistrial he said quote this and and he said that this is exactly what the ku klux klan used to do in the 30s quote this was an attempt to intimidate the jury it's borrowed precisely from the ku klux klan of the 30s and 20s when the klan would march outside of courthouses and threaten all kinds of reprisals if the jury ever dared convict a white person or convict a black person. And so efforts to intimidate a jury should result in mistrial with the judge. Of course, he won't grant a mistrial um, because no. then then he'd be responsible for the riots that would ensue, even though it was Waters who was responsible. So she, they're using tactics. Of course, the Democrat Party, the party of Klan, uh, is using Klan tactics um, to intimidate a jury um, for uh, their support supremacy routine because this is this is about flipping it they don't want equality Mm -hmm. this is about this is about flipping oppression in this country and flipping supremacy and and doing it and and getting it done through mob rule 
Well, Marx, Marx said not only do you have to destroy the police departments, you also have to destroy the courts. It's yep. very critical. It's very critical in the Marxist takeover that the court system, all that, that the American people can no longer have any confidence that justice is being done. Justice, the only justice the Marxist understands is that which the Communist Party dictates. That's their justice. Well, and, and, and just look at what's happening. Well, yeah. And, and it's meant, and I open the show by saying that this is not just, this was not intimidation just of this jury. This was this was intimidation of the entire United States of America, of every police officer in this country. I don't know why anybody would wear the badge. I don't know why anybody would continue to do this. I think we might be looking at the next blue flu as the the next pandemic, because if I was a cop. Oh, and by the way, Maxine Waters asked for a police escort out of Minnesota and Minneapolis after she did this. But uh, but But, I I don't know that Marx. What's interesting here is the even though um, there is Marxist culture, Marxist uh, movement going on here. Here. It's interesting that she used the same tactics of the Klan as a yeah. black woman, and I know that that Klan and, and race, uh, you know, the Klan wasn't around when Marx was doing was doing his his business. But we know the Black Lives Matter movement says that they're a Marxist movement. And at one now that they've gotten, am I overstating it that I think that this no. officially that this officially killed innocent until proven guilty? No, and and it really began. Much of it began not with um, uh, Obama when he stood up. Remember when that uh, professor was trying to get back in his house in in, in uh, yep. um, and, Boston. and Obama had had no no facts whatsoever, none, zero facts, and he stood up and he condemned the police. Yep. And the 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 attitude of of innocent until proven guilty changed drastically with that happening and he continued that same pattern and now we see that pattern continued way beyond his days he was very successful and what i said at that point was i said shame on that police officer for accepting a beer and agreeing to go to the beer summit Absolutely. because what i said i knew then what the what the end game was because it's it's never about one initial it, it's no. it's never about one initial you know incident it's they're always playing the long game and I said then you know I, I was disgusted by the cop that he went there he didn't see he actually he actually uh, thought that that it was like some mistake on Obama's part instead of a calculated um, play uh, mm-hmm. as part of Obama's transition uh, transformation of America I, I don't know if you heard this comment by Speaker Pelosi I want to play this and get your reaction. Thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice, for being there to call out to your mom. How, how heartbreaking was that? Call out for your mom. I can't breathe. But because of you and because of thousands, millions of people around the world who came out for justice, your name will always be synonymous with justice. And now we have to make sure justice prevails in the sentencing, but that's, you know, that's, that's its own procedure. Wow. Your thoughts? Yeah, my thoughts on that is that she has turned the meaning of justice upside down, just as they have turned the meaning of protesting upside down. Justice no longer means what we knew justice to mean when we were taught justice in school. Justice means that we look at things without any predetermined ideas, weigh the evidence, and come up with a come up with a decision. 
the decisions are already made under their ballgame. Well, yeah, the this, decisions- that, our in our justice system, due process, Fourth Amendment yeah. rights, the unlaw- they can't, you know, unlawfully search and, you know, no unlawful search and seizure. You're innocent until proven guilty. We've got Miranda rights where you're warned not yeah. to say anything that can be used against you. You know, all that's out the window. But her comment yeah. was particularly disgusting to me because she's speaking about him as though he sa- he made a choice oh, yeah. of sacrifice for anybody. Yeah. This man is a drug Attic thug who was in the form in the process of committing a crime, and she's speaking about him, Don Jans, like he's some kind of military hero, uh, like who who volunteered to go uh, to serve his country and threw himself on a landmine to save his troops. It was despicable. But all of these people that they have made into heroes have been criminals. Yeah, all of these people they have made into heroes have have been in the process of um, resisting arrest. They've all brought on everything that's happened to them on their own. All they had to do was to um, uh, uh, obey the policeman, yeah. and they would be they would be walking around free now. So, justice is only there when you can make your point, when you can create chaos, and when you can turn the whole system upside down. Then, then it is justice. Words have no meaning anymore, Andrea. No, that well, and neither does science, right? This is supposed to be the party of science. Right. This right. case should have come down to science. Did the knee on the neck cause his death, or did it not? That's yeah. it. Not any yeah. emotion. Nothing about his no. skin color. No. Now, I don't care about how much he cried out to mama. None of that has anything to. That's all emotion. No. We now have a justice system that's not based on evidence. It's not based on science. It's it's based on emotion, and it's based on lies. As well, this is the first time that I've I've watched a court trial where we actually had obvious lies and crap going on. It's one thing if you've got prosecutors withholding evidence and and do, and and um, uh, lying in the course of of not sharing mitigating evidence that they have, to, hiding mitigating evidence from the defense. Um, but we're talking about a compl- openly politicized process. This man had no chance. And th- look, no. and I think Chauvin was a creep himself. This guy should have been removed no. by the Democrats in charge in the, in this town long ago. I think he was a creep. But this that wasn't supposed to matter. All that was supposed to matter was in that moment, did he cause the death? And the state needed to prove it beyond any reasonable doubt. And they didn't. And you know what? You know what? Now that we don't have innocent until proven guilty, I am so angry over this because this is something that I've been, as an American, been so proud of about what set us apart from other countries was our justice system. It's one of the reasons why I love defense attorneys, because they stand between us and an overreaching government. And people are celebrating tonight that that's gone. And Andrea, it goes without saying. That if you turn that around, and this was a black cop, and it was a white victim, this would never have come to court. Well, of course, and it won't, because we already have that example, and i got to leave it here and pass the point of a break, which is Ashley Babbitt, an unarmed white woman shot by a Capitol Police officer. Not only will he not face charges, they're protecting his identity. And nobody was protecting the identities of these jurors, by the way. Their names weren't revealed by MSNBC last night, but uh, their uh, identifying details about them was released uh, by MSNBC, where they live, descriptions. Wow. Uh, yeah, um, they knew that they wow. were going to be docs. They were not protected as well. And, uh, wow. we, you know, we don't have we, we we are far down the road to banana republic territory. And if it was just. If it was just the people celebrating tonight that would be on the receiving end of this kind of, uh, you know, tyranny, I'd be I'd be okay with it. But it's not. 
it's no. it's it's the rest of us that will be, and that's the point of it. See, right. to right. get to to take over our court system, our criminal. They already got our, our you know um, the federal. Now to take over our criminal courts and to be able to weaponize that against citizens, yep. then they've got us, and here we are. Final our thoughts. Got to go. Our courts. Our court system failed us. Yeah, they did. Don Jans, thank you for being here. Appreciate it. My pleasure. We got to we got to take a break because um, we're well past the point of a break. And then coming up a little bit later, we got Wendy Patrick will be here, legal analyst. Stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. You thought Pelosi's comments were gross. The mayor said. This is almost laughable. This is how sick these people are. George Floyd came to Minneapolis to better his life, but ultimately his life will have bettered our city. The jury joined in a shared conviction that has animated Minneapolis for the last 11 months. They refused to look away and affirmed he should still be here today. If you want to say that you agree with the with the jury verdict, that's fine. You know, if if you, you know, saw the evidence and think that the prosecution, you know, met their burden, fine. But but this kind of rhetoric is clearly manipulative and sickening and disgusting because it just goes to show that it's not steeped in any kind of reality. It's not steeped in law and order. It's not steeped in any kind of um, concern for the city in in terms of wanting a restoration of law and order and for, uh, you know, the citizens as well as for the police department. It's all about continuing to push an emotional false narratives. And of course, they've got to try to turn these men that, you know, get, get killed in the course, or die in some way in the course of resisting arrest. They've got to turn them into heroes. I, I, you could say, um, well, you know, I, I, if you're a family member and you lose someone in a way that you don't want them to, to go, well, of course, we never want to lose anybody. But you know what I'm saying? If you lose a family member in some kind of tragic, unexpected way, you always say, you know, how can we learn from this? How can we, you know, find some good in this? That's one thing. But, you know, to try to turn this man into some kind of hero is is despicable to me. And it's and, it, and we need to be pushing back on this. I've never been one that's bought into this thing. You should never say anything bad about a dead person. How somebody lives their life matters. And part of the reason why they continue to try to turn these people into heroes is because this is about um, it, it, in the course of tearing apart our law and order and pushing this critical race theory and this and this racist stuff. It's about not wanting the black community to, to be held responsible, to be held accountable in any way. Frank is on the line. Got to go to the phones real quick before I got to take a break. Frank is on the line from San Diego. He's got a comment. Hey, Frank. Hey, how you doing, Andrew? Good. Thanks. What's on your mind, my friend? Good. Um, well, you know, you're talking about class warfare and Obama again said that he took the shot, you know, for the virus 19 and that all of you should take it now because the elite have taken it 
and they're, you know, showing you how to <laughs> live your life. Um, yeah, because he's so, he, he, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, you know, and I'm glad he referred to them as the elites because they are, you know, wake up America, you know, the, the, uh, the Marxists like Obama, they are the elites and the, and the, the haves versus the have nots are going to expand right. under their Marxist scheme. But you've got to be asking yourself why these Democrats are pushing so hard for you to take a shot of a substance, be a, be a part of a clinical trial. And I su- have a great little quote for you. Okay, real um, quick before we get I into normally do. It's called, uh, and here's how it goes, yesterday, today, and forever. And that's exactly what the Democrats are trying to do. They're trying to destroy our country today and forever. Absolutely. Frank, that was beautiful. we got to leave it there. You're a poet, Frank, and a philosopher. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. <laughs> Love your show. Thank you, hon. Um, yeah, of course, Obama's got to weigh in. And he did, you know, uh, he started day one falsely accusing the Boston police of racism. If I had a son, he would look like Trayvon Martin. Didn't send a delegation to Margaret Thatcher's funeral. No, he sent a delegation to Michael Brown's funeral uh, and, and pushed out the lie, hands up, don't shoot. He gave rise to Black Lives Matter, which is a Marxist movement. Obama's a communist it's what he is he's a communist and let me tell you they need to control you with this vaccine they need to control you we're, and we're going to continue the discussion with the vaccines tomorrow night we've got um todd erzin from the steve day show he and steve dace wrote a book called the Faucian bargain and he's going to be here we had not forgot about what's going on with Arona. no we had not forgotten about that and uh, we're going to take a break and then when uh, when we return, we're going to have legal analyst prosecutor Wendy Patrick is going to be here. And then you know what? We're going to stop talking about this this Chauvin trial. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show, and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Joining me now, she's been in so much demand this evening after this verdict came in that I'm honored to have her on my show tonight. It's legal analyst and my good friend, Wendy Patrick. Hey, girl. Hey, I wouldn't miss your show, Andrea. <laughs> Thank you for being here <laughs> and squeezing me in. Okay, so, so many questions, so little time. Um uh, a lot of people are saying, you know what, this might be the best case scenario for Chauvin. There's no way he was going to get a fair tri- trial. And now it's been such a um, blank show from the fact that the jury should have been sequestered day one from the attempts to intimidate the jury by Maxine Waters and, and Joe Biden, from the fact that there are people who are saying that the prosecu- prosecutor lied in his closing statements, that there's many reasons why Chauvin is likely to win on on appeal. Your thoughts? Well, you know, there are always issues for appeal, but the jury system works for mo- in, in most part. People think I'm, uh, people are surprised to hear me say that after 25 years, but that's what I've learned in 25 years is for the most part, the jury system works. Jurors want to do the right thing. They want to follow the judge's instructions. They don't want to be unduly influenced by outside forces. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't several grounds for appeal. You mentioned a few of them. Should there have been a change of venue? Should this have been tried so close to ground zero? 
thorough? Should the jury have been sequestered for longer during the trial than simply the deliberation phase? But this seems like a fairly straightforward verdict. And Andrea, I say that because think of the testimony we heard. Week one was trauma, the bystanders. Week two was training, the law enforcement witnesses. Week three, we moved really from the emotional to the clinical and talked about cause of death. All of that evidence, all of that testimony, prosecution, defense, and prosecution again. And that jury only took 10 hours to deliver verdicts on all three counts. That tells us this was more straightforward to them than I think it was to those in the court of public opinion. See, I'm, I am somebody that is, I used to love me some court TV back in the day. I watched every minute of uh, the David Westerfield trial, uh, Casey Anthony. I mean, I have been, I have been a true crime fanatic and, and trial watcher for a long time. This was the first time that, that I felt like um, that it was not a fair trial, even during the evidence phase, even outside of non sequestration. I felt like it was uh, and, and the reason why I said that is because um, we don't have time to get into all of it. But I feel like there was I just feel like from from an, an understanding of a, from from a psychology standpoint, I just didn't see how there could be any jury from that town that did not already have an, an opinion. And, you know, and and I don't know how they could be completely objective, but let's say they could. To me, this case boiled down to, to straight up science. I'm not interested in, in the crowd. I'm not interested really in, in the emotion. I'm interested in the science because it all came down to did the knee on his neck cause his death or did it not? And to me, the burden of proof is supposed to be on the government. And I think that they failed to meet their burden of proof. I think there was reasonable doubt given the fact that his oxygen level was at 98% and the average person at 96 To me, you know, like the Westerfield trial came down to the bug evidence. Did you believe the bug guy or not? Right. Um, so to me, if you take the emotion out of it, a straightforward case to me, they met reasonable doubt. And I'm just concerned that there was just no way that this jury was not influenced by a mob that's been burning cities down for nine months. Yeah, and that was the concern uh, of the judge and, and frankly, of both sides, the lawyers in this case, is how in the world do we get an unbiased jury, given the amount of sensational publicity this mm-hmm. trial has had for the course of the over a year, like you say. But the jury system really is the cornerstone of our democracy. Right. And you have to believe that as emotional as it was, even for them, remember, they were very transparent and honest in voir dire, saying, I don't know if I can be a juror if I have to watch that, that, you know, that footage again. But the question wasn't whether or not they were traumatized or upset or or whether they felt like they might be emotional, but could they be fair? Now, the question you raised sort of factors into the question I just raised. How can you be fair if emotion is so strong? Mm-hmm. They really took a lot of time in, in screening these jurors. I mean, it was a very slow process. Mm-hmm. So you have to believe that they were convinced that they had uh, men and women from a cross-section of the community that would be able to do the right thing and not let emotion impact the verdict because Andrew they were instructed that would be an improper basis for their verdict and given all of that it just took them 10 hours yeah and you know I I kind of wish that it had taken them longer see I guess that's what's kind of bugging me is that it didn't take it, it they didn't spend more time um, you're that, not alone Andrea you're not alone that was the instinct that many people had when we learned they were already back in yeah. many instances conventional wisdom says oh quick verdict that's got to be for the prosecution but then how do you explain the OJ Simpson verdict three hours and an acquittal so they came back so fast uh, given the amount of evidence that they heard and the emotion attached to it and like you say the the 
conversation they had to have, like, look, we cannot make sure we cannot convict him simply because we're angry, we're upset. That was a very quick verdict under those circumstances. I think everybody agrees with that. Well, it's interesting you should bring up the OJ trial because a lot of people are referencing that. Um, I had when I didn't get that's one trial I didn't get to watch, by the way, um, because you that was too young, Andrea. Uh, well, young. I was just launching my corporate <laughs> sales career. I was a newbie and I and I needed to focus on my job. Um, but I had somebody call me and tell me at the point of jury selection that OJ was going to walk because of the profile of the jury. And that ended up being true. And we also know after the jury, after the OJ case, that they they're even in spite of their sequestration, uh, that they were reading media and watching media and that they were influenced. Um, the bottom line is I want to still have faith in our justice system in this country because it's something that has been a part of my love of of our uh, of America. And what I think sets us apart from every other country is that it's we, we are afforded due process. We're innocent to proven guilty. The Fourth Amendment gives us a right against you know unlawful search and seizure all the things that keeps the the court system from being used against us to you know criminalize us for our thought and i'm concerned that we that we that this trial went from the first time trial by jury to trial by mob final thoughts we don't want to ever see somebody arrested, tried, and convicted in the court of public opinion, and many people are, including Derek Chauvin. But the amount of time that the prosecution put into this case, and the mm-hmm. amount of time the defense put into the case as well, we have to believe that the verdict can help us move forward as a nation toward justice for all. It's that eternal optimism, Andrea, that keeps me at my job after 25 years. Yeah. So I have to believe that those men and women on the jury did the same thing. Well, I'm glad to have you on, and, and, and it does help us store a little bit of confidence in me because you're right um you know it, we we can have those juries that get it completely wrong like oj or like casey anthony and then we've got those jurors and juries that get it absolutely right like westerfield and i was you know in, in I, I don't know if you were even able to watch you know that trial uh court tv was here in town and you know and it was a national story and it, and it came down to the to the end and they amazed me and gave me a lot of faith in our jury that they do look at the evidence and they take each case seriously and they're not swayed. This, however, I don't think we've ever in the history of this country, though, had such a mob. Um, I mean, they left a, a, yeah. a bloody pig's head on a defense witness's home. And, I, and I, I can't know whether or not the jury was influenced. I just uh, I'm just concerned that they were. And how would we have, final question for you in 30 seconds or so? How would we ever know if they were? Well, one would somebody would have to come forward because their deliberations are secret. So somebody would have to voluntarily come forward. But I will say, uh, for those that thought it was a quick trial or didn't, or the did, had questions about the deliberations, talk to me again at sentencing, Andrea. Ah. I think that a lot goes on between now and then. I think okay. you'll learn more information at that hearing. Oh, good point. We didn't even get into the sentencing. He's looking at a lot of time. He's looking at a lot. Of, <laughs> look, I want to wrap with this. I am somebody that believes I want the. I want if you've committed a crime, I don't care if you're a Republican. I don't care if you're conservative. I don't care if you're a cop or what you do for a living. I think you need to you need to face consequences for your action. Right. And I also believe but I also believe that our government must be held to a burden of proof beyond any reasonable doubt in order to keep us the land of the free and have our, our liberties and our freedoms intact. Wendy, and you are a part of the process that does that for us in this country. And I'm grateful for you. Thank you for being here and what you do for justice. Oh, thank you for having me, Andrew. All right, and uh, that wraps our show tonight, but we're going to be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out.